Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Classic City Crime. I'm Cameron J. We are here with an episode 10 update. You all had a lot of questions and quite a lot of feedback on this episode, as I expected you would. Um, I think that it's really pivotal, though, as we move forward here to make sure that we are relying on facts, not to make assumptions, and to sit back and see what happens as we continue sharing and speaking out about this story. So I'm super excited, though, to start this extra episode out with talking to our co-producer Kyle, who is not only our co-producer, but he wears many hats, design, and perhaps most importantly, he is the other half of my brain. How often do I forget where my conversations are headed? (laughs) So Kyle, welcome. How are you feeling about the podcast? Honestly, I think it's really amazing to see this podcast come so far. Um, It's reminded the family and others that Tara's memory is still alive, Mm -hmm. and I'm proud to see um, everyone coming together. Um, It's opened up new conversations, and I'm proud to see that people still care and want to see a resolution to this. Um, But speaking of unanswered questions, there's still a lot of them, and some of them are from our listeners, so I have a few for (laughs) you. Um, Number one, this is a throwback, but possible suspect number one, mm-hmm. the classmate. Did he have an alibi? Mm, good question. Um, I don't think we touched on this at that point because we were still trying to corroborate some things, but we have been able to find out the name of the person who was given a suspect one's alibi. So yes, there was one. Now, whether it was solid or not, that remains to be seen. Um, and I look forward to updating listeners as we find out. All right. Question number two. Did the attorney help other children in the Baker family uh, with their name change? No, that was something that was specific to Tara, um, and I think that she had a lot of gratitude toward him for uh, for doing. Question number three from our listeners. Did the attorney have an alibi? As far as I have been able to confirm, the last time that he was seen was at work on Thursday, and the next time he was seen was on Saturday at his co-workers' homes where he had scratches um, and appeared to be wide-eyed and high on drugs. So what happened in between there, um, I do not know, and I look forward to finding out. Um, I can honestly answer when I don't know something, but I do think that as people continue to come forward, we will be able to put that timeline together a little better. With that, uh, question number four, has he, has he ever been interviewed? Well, I do believe that later he was interviewed, not immediately after Tara's death. I think that this actually occurred um, after he had left Georgia. So, you know, maybe time could have made a difference there. I'm not really sure. I'm not privy to that investigative knowledge. But um, I do believe he was interviewed, yes, to the extent I do not know. Our listeners want to know, do investigators have this new information? Absolutely. I would not put anything on the podcast that I did not believe investigators had knowledge of. I think it's really important to uh, protect the law and protect innocent people and the investigation. Um, Everyone that has spoken out on the podcast has talked to officials at some point. Now, whether officials talked back or not, that's a whole different story. (laughs) Number six, where is the lawyer now and is he still practicing law? He is still practicing law. I do not um, wish to say where he is located, but I will say that he has left Georgia and left Georgia within months of Tara's death. Last question. Okay. Did the family know about the attorney back then? 
Well, you know, I think this is a good part for us to talk with Tara's family, so I'm just going to play their conversations and let people hear what they had to say about the podcast and episode 10 and where we go from here. All right, and now I'm here with Tara's sister, Meredith. Uh, she and I have become friends through this process, and Meredith, thanks for taking time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, Cameron, any time. There's a lot of um, talk out there after this latest episode with Classic City Crime. I just wanted to see what your thoughts initially were when you heard the developments and what you think. Um, I think I share a lot of the same sentiment that I have read from some of the viewers that this was by far the best episode. There, it, It's just... I just think it's amazing how brave these women are to, to finally come forward and tell the things that they have in hopes and rallying together and that, you know, hopefully we'll get something done here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have a question for you. One thing that's been overarching, I asked your mom about this as well and your brother. Um, did you know about this attorney? I know you were young at the time, but did you remember any talk about this person possibly being a suspect back then? Not in the beginning. I think I was probably in my 20s before I ever heard about this particular suspect. For a long time, I feel like the police just pushed and pushed and pushed at the quote-unquote usual suspects. I don't believe that I found out about this particular suspect until I was probably in my 20s. In the beginning, the police really pushed hard on the usual suspects and you know, wanting to pin it on the boyfriend being Chris and wanting to pin it on you know, the law student because some other people had had mentioned that maybe he had made them uncomfortable as well. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like they were just trying to focus on the easy people mm -hmm. instead of looking at everything as a whole. And maybe they didn't have any information in the beginning, but from, from what you've learned, these people did go to the police at some point. And I don't know if, if they were just flat out ignored or what, but... Mm -hmm. I am grateful that it's coming to light now. Um, one thing that's going to be breaking for listeners when they hear this is something that I wanted to talk about you with exclusively. Um, we have found out several new details about um, this possible suspect, the attorney. One being that they went by a different alias or variation of their name at every job that they've had. For listeners listening, for example, if this person's name was Tommy, at one job they would go by Tom, at one job by Mai, another by their middle name, and another so on and so forth. Do you find that to be a little odd? I do. I do. Um, it's almost like they're trying to reinvent themselves at each stage or at each move. Um, I know that lots of people go by nicknames, but to completely reinvent yourself at each new place of employment or marriage, whatever, I, I do find that odd, mm -hmm. especially for someone who is a quote-unquote up-and-coming attorney in the area. You would think that they would want to keep their name the same because they're they, they're building a name for themselves. So the fact that they did go by different names at different times, I do find incredibly interesting. Mm -hmm. There's another detail that I wanted to share with listeners um, with you here on the record. Um, that was that this attorney actually left town in March, um, which would have been very soon after Tara's death. Of course, I'm sure you find that a little odd, too. I do. Um, I've done my own little pseudo investigation myself into that, and it is very interesting, the time frame of his departure. And again, that goes back to if he was building a name for himself in this town, why, why would he leave? Mm -hmm. 
And if he was so close to Terra, as we've heard, why wouldn't he stay and help? Mm-hmm. Right. Because um, we heard from Chris, he said, I'll do anything for Terra. If, you know, it, it means being pulled out of my bed at three in the morning to go do a polygraph. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, this guy books it to his next job. Right. Um, so I agree with you. The bravery of these women and these sources that continue to come forward is truly remarkable. Um, what would you say to people out there who might have information that they are withholding or that they're scared to come forward about? I would just say, please, mm-hmm. please. We, we are all in pain. We want to see something happen here. We are amazed by the the information that has, has come so far. We're just in in total awe of the bravery of these women but we need more we need more information if you know something it doesn't matter how tiny or insignificant you think it may be or maybe you're not remembering it right because it has been 20 years but the fact is it's been 20 years please please help us One thing, Meredith, that I think you and I have expressed to each other a lot is, you know, we want to make sure that we protect people who are innocent in this process, too. Um, And that's part of why we're telling the story of each of these people uh, to see what comes forward. Um, I just wanted to make clear to you and have you, you know, probably state this for the people as well, that, you know, we're not saying anyone is guilty here yet. We are laying out the facts and letting people decide what they believe. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, it has been, there have been multiple people who have tried to come in the past and wanted to do an expose on this. And I felt like they were trying to sensationalize it too much and describe people. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Until we know who did it, everyone's presumed innocent. Mm-hmm. And I want to just make that as abundantly clear as possible. But at the same time, we need more information. We need to gather information so that we can put the pieces to this puzzle together. And I, I just find it amazing that the community, after 20 years, is coming together to help us put this puzzle together. But we need more pieces. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I want to take a moment to play my conversation with Adam, who was the second oldest Baker child. One of the big things that I did want to say is, you know, just to, to thank the women that, that have come forward and shared, you know, some very private and delicate things. Mm-hmm. And I know that that takes a lot of guts to do and it takes a lot of courage to do the right thing sometimes. And that's, that's what we're asking people to do is just do the right thing so we can hopefully get some answers and get things moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you feel about the podcast so far? Have you been, are you thinking that we're learning some stuff? How, how are your overall feelings about it? Overall, I think we're, uh, I think we're doing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned to you that I was, I was skeptical going in. Because mm-hmm. um, these things, they, they definitely, they pull the scab off. And that's always, uh, that's always a difficult and painful thing to do. Mm-hmm. And nothing that we've done up to this point I felt has done anything to, to move the case forward or give us any more answers. But, uh, just a few episodes in my, my tune changed pretty drastically. And I was like, wow, this is, this is actually going somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're, we're actually getting some real stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, uh, I've been very, very, very impressed and couldn't be more pleased with, with how things are going so far. 
Well, glad to hear that. Um, just a quick question for you, Adam. What Do you have any thoughts on any of the suspects so far? I mean, we've heard from Chris, and we haven't heard from the other two. Um, any comment on any of that? Uh, I, can't, uh, I can't tell you how good it does my heart to hear Chris get a chance to to say his side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is a, is a good guy and he's been done very, 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 very wrong in this whole situation. Um, I'm ashamed to say, even though I think it was probably understandable that, uh, you know, as the case went on and the police kept being like, well, this is, this is it. This is the only answer. It's, it's, it's gotta be him. It's the only answer. And I, I kept trying to make myself believe that, but that's, uh, the pieces never fit mm-hmm. and I couldn't make the pieces fit the subject in question the uh, the attorney that's uh, we've been talking about this last episode mm-hmm. is honestly the first suspect that has fit that has made sense mm-hmm. and when I say it makes sense it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh, there's almost always these huge problems these threads that you know when you start tugging at the thread the whole thing unravels and I don't have any of that this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to jump to two conclusions too soon, mm-hmm. but it's definitely got my attention. Sure. Question, Adam. You're the oldest of. You're the second oldest of the Baker children. Tara being the oldest. Um, you probably remember more about the early investigation than anyone or probably heard a lot about it. Um, I know you were away at the time, maybe, but did you ever hear talk about the attorney over the last 20 years, or was the podcast really one of the first time you heard deep mention of him? How, how did you first hear of this person? I don't think I heard any mention of the attorney maybe once or twice in passing over the years, mm-hmm. but it has never been the focus. I don't think I even really put it together that there was a potential suspect that was an attorney until really a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. This, this is all very new to me. And of course, you all remember Kevin, who was 10 at the time, but now is 30. He's joined me again, um, and here's our conversation as well. All right. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Uh, not bad, not bad. Good, good. Well, good to talk to you. I uh, just wanted to reach out and see what you thought about the latest developments this week. Um, suspect number three now. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, the police really kind of, in my mind, blinded us and convinced us that it was suspect number two for such a long time that I never really focused on suspect number three i mean i always knew that there was some creepy lawyer guy uh but they didn't have enough information on him mm-hmm. um but since we started this and uh, things that i've heard uh, um the dude i hate to say it the guy sounds like a sexual predator you know mm-hmm. uh, very very high and mighty on himself and you know no one's gonna turn him down and and uh he's probably not used to rejection I hate to say that Tara probably threw the first rejection at him he's ever dealt with, and he may have not have been able to handle it. Mm. Um, you know, I, and the fact that, you know, he has been so silent and has been so actively trying to fly under the radar that, I mean, the average person's not an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that should be screaming to, to the police and how... I don't know how they haven't put the 
effort that they did to harass suspect number two, like they should have been doing this to all suspects, not just one or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put the lead on somebody, you treat every lead like it's serious. Absolutely. And I don't think that there's, I don't know if he's protected by somebody. Um, I don't know if he's protected by his boss, by his, you know, his colleagues. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is I think it goes further than him. Uh, and I think the guy's probably got friends in places that could tie loose ends up if he had to. Mm. Um, and I, I'm just in awe that somebody could do this, mm-hmm. especially someone that, uh, you know, could have potentially helped her. And again, yeah. Meredith would say everybody is innocent till proven guilty. I'm not as nice. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one to say, hey, my heart's telling me this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, you're nine times out of ten when your gut is telling you something, it's usually right. Um, and that's what I'm thinking. And you, you make a good point. We uncover new things every single day, and I think that the important part about all of this, Kevin, is people speaking out and continuing to share their stories. I know that we've had a lot of people reach out, ask questions, and share their stories personally. What did you think about all the people who spoke out? Definitely. There's some people I've never had the privilege of meeting, unfortunately. Um, like Lauren, I've never had the privilege of meeting her. If I had, I was probably so little. I probably was in my own little world, and I didn't know. Um, but for some of those who did speak out that will remain anonymous, um, thank you for exposing this person for who they are. Um, because clearly this person is, is living a very, very masked life that this person is living a facade that they don't want anybody else to know. Um, and it's as shiny as it is. He's, if this person is the person I'm thinking did it, he's right to the core. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about the Me Too movements and this and that, and I would hate to think that Tara was a victim of something like that 20 years before this really became a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and that's sad. Um, but those who spoke out, uh, thank you for your honesty. Uh, you, you definitely put yourself out there and I know that some of you guys may have had family so thank you for being honest um, and I just I'm just begging everybody just if, if you know something just come out just come out and say it it is what it is if you know somebody if you want to acknowledge something that nobody else has acknowledged there's anonymous tip lines there's uh, you know, you can call the Athens-Clark County Police. You can call the GBI. You can call anybody. Just if you're holding a secret, just let it go. I mean, if it's not for your sake, and it's not for Tara's sake, for, for God's sake, just do it for my mom. You know, my dad's gone, and you know, he 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 left this world not knowing who who took his daughter. You know, I, I've seen my dad lay there falling his eyes out at six foot three, almost. 300 pound muscular guy ball his eyes out because his, his daughter was gone mm-hmm. don't you know I'm not saying my mom's going to go anytime soon but don't don't let her suffer the same fate mm-hmm. 
let my mom have some sort of peace, some sort of justice that she could lay her head down and know that in her lifetime she did something that she was able to do something right by her daughter. You know, that to me that's huge. Absolutely. If my if my dad couldn't finish the job, let my mom finish it for me. You know, because my mom's been there since the minute she broke into this into this world, and my mom was there all through her adolescence and adulthood. And my mom desperately wants this. Mm-hmm. You know, and as much good as this is going on, uh, it's painful for her. It's painful for my siblings. It's mm-hmm. painful for me. Mm-hmm. I've just become more callous about it because. I've had to grow up without Tara being there where Adam was an adult, you know, Meredith was a teenager. I was a kid. So I've learned to go through more stages of my life without her. So I've become a little bit more callous to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom, it's, it's like it happened yesterday. You know, you can rip a scab off and it'll bleed forever. If you, you know, it's never going to heal, mm-hmm. but at least give my mom some sort of peace so if you know something, if you have any information, come forward, say something, do something, act on it. Stop hiding in the shadows because you're afraid of who might find out or you're afraid of ruining your reputation. Someone's life was taken and, and people are just sitting back acting like it's no big deal. It's a big deal. Um, you know, post it on people's Facebooks. Get it into different areas, not just Atlanta, because there's more of the people that I think that are connected to this that are not in Atlanta anymore. Get it out of Athens. You know, post it on your friend's social media. Post it on your social media every day. Make it a movement to the point to where we pressure people to say something. You know, someone's got to crack. That's too much stress mm-hmm. for someone to live with that kind of secret. So that's 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 my my PSA, I guess I could say. <laughs> well, as I always say to you, Kevin, thank you so much for always being honest and sharing your heart. I know this stuff isn't easy, but um, we'll keep searching for justice for Tara together. That's, dude, that's that's what this is all about, man. man. I, I, I plead with people, I beg people, um, just, if you know something, if you know someone who knows something, it's, if you're afraid to say something, call an anonymous tip line email somebody something just let it be known that you've got something that you can do to contribute to bringing this monster down because if it if it's happened once it'll happen again Mm. and don't let it be someone that you could have prevented last but not least all of you wanted to hear from my dear sweet friend miss virginia so i wanted to end this episode with a mother's plea All right, well, we have had a lot of people asking to hear from Miss Virginia, and I have been catching up with her on the phone, and she's decided to chat with me for a little bit. Miss Virginia, I'm thinking of you. How are you? I am okay, Cameron. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, Well, first of all, I just wanted to see how you're feeling about the podcast and what we've learned so far, and just kind of give you the floor. I am absolutely amazed at what you've been able to do in these few weeks things that have not been uncovered in 20 years and I am so grateful to you and amazed at your abilities oh well thank you I I like to say that I couldn't do this without you either Mm -hmm. one thing that I wanted to ask you about um, we had some recent developments this week and a lot of people were 
wondering about if you ever heard about this attorney or lawyer as a possible suspect back in 2001. No, there there was no mention of that until much later, many, many, many years later. And I think the reason that it came up is we mentioned to the police that Tara had told me that there was somebody there that was showing a little bit of interest in her. And she really didn't know quite how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that to the police. And I know that she told me that this person helped her with her name change. And she was extremely grateful mm-hmm. for that. And I did meet him. We were standing out at the graveside after the burial. Mm-hmm. And he and a bunch of girls walked up to me and stopped us and said, you're the bakers, right? And I said, yes. And he said, I just wanted you to know that I'm the one that helped Tara with her name change. And she really, really wanted to do this for her dad because she loved him very, very much. And I thought that that is a very sweet thing, but there was something about him that gave me kind of a a chilly feeling. Mm. I can't explain it. It was just an extreme arrogance, I guess, and some bit of a possessive feeling towards Tara. And it just gave me a little bit of a start. And I, we also visited um, the law firm. We had been up there for a meeting one time with safe campuses. And we went in just to tell them thank you for being so kind to her. And she enjoyed working here very much. And I guess I was a little bit fishing about who knew she was going to be alone that night. And a lot of people were standing there in that hallway talking to us. And this same young attorney walked up and just was very cocky and arrogant again. And I guess that's no nothing to look at anybody bad about. Mm-hmm. But... Again, I got a strange feeling. And the, the feelings don't really mean a whole lot. But I wondered at the time why it affected me that way. Mm. And I still don't really know a reason for it. But everybody was so kind and caring and we're so sorry. And nothing like that came out of his mouth. Not I'm sorry for your loss. Nothing like that. And I thought that's just a little bit different personality than Mm. the other people were showing. But, no, the police never mentioned him. I think they might have in the last few years that we were there talking to them, but we've had no contact with them for a while, and all of our contact was initiated by our family in the first place. Well, Miss Virginia, I know that we still have a lot of ground to cover, and, you know, just so everyone that's listening knows, we still don't know for sure who killed Tara, but we'll continue searching to find out who did. Um, One thing that I wanted to ask you, uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the people listening right now? Oh, yes. I just want to thank you so much for taking your time to listen. I think Cameron has done a remarkable job. I think things that are being uncovered are fantastic but please please if you know anything at all anything that can help call in or email him whatever you have to do to get those 
those little tidbits, those little pieces of the puzzle out there. Because I promise you, if you get it into Cameron's hands, he can do something with it. And I know that it will not bring my baby back. I know that. And I will not see her again until my life is over. But there are so many lives affected by this that it's we just need to know a why and if we get a who we may have the why so please please respond and honestly there's nobody better to give the information to than Cameron he can be trusted and he is a very intelligent young man and he will use those pieces you give him to build a, a full puzzle thank you very much for listening and I think that says it all. We'll see you next Thursday. This is Cameron J. with Classic City Crime.